is now. Capital 263. What's happening, good people? You are listening to My Two Cents. This is your boy, Elliot Twist, and I am joined here by a very, very influential person in the uh, entertainment industry. Uh, I'm talking about, in fact, get, get entertainment, not arts, really, you know, because yeah. he's an all-rounder. Um, he is the founder of Jibilika. He is the founder of um, Zim Hip Hop Summit. Is, is that fair? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'm a co-founder. Yeah, co-founder. Also the founder of the Zim Dance Hall Summit, which is upon us. Also the founder of a whole lot of other stuff. Did, did, I, did I manage to, to <laughs> yeah, ear to the ground? <laughs> ear to the ground, found the ear to the ground. Um, yo, like the list is pretty long. Yeah, true. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Plot Marco. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Well. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Yo, my man, what's up? No, I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the co-host with the most did not come through today. Uh, she's got a little thing going on. So you're stuck with me. Okay, cool. All good. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, um... Have you been checking out timeline? What what what, what stories have been catch, catching your attention on your timeline this week? I'm well, curious. This week has been the Sandra and Debele issue. Oh really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the Haifa issue. Oh yeah. Um, we actually spoke about the the Haifa issue in a previous episode. Oh okay. Yeah. How do you feel about that though? How do you feel about the Haifa situation? Well, I think it's for me. It's. Uh, it's tricky, you know. I'm a product of Haifa. I I I acknowledge Haifa uh-huh. for what then became Jibilika because much of the inspiration came from my first day at Haifa in 1999. Now I worked at Haifa. 99. I worked at Haifa uh, 2009. So in the space of two years, I worked at Haifa twice. Yeah. And I've also done productions. Uh, at Haifa first was 2015 with yeah. Kenda Productions and then again uh, last year with a Jibilika production at Haifa. Yeah. So so back then, I don't think back back then things were pretty... I think back then things were pretty good. Because yeah, they were remember, pretty stable back then. Yes, I think the economy was fine. I remember we... People got paid, right? People got paid. <laughs> people got paid. We didn't have a situation where people were yes. getting $24 Yes, so I think it's it's a trick because I'm also a festival director. I'm running a festival, and I know how it is. Like at times we don't have money, yeah. but then I think it doesn't justify that it's cool for somebody to get twenty four dollars. I think it's something that needs to be looked at if, uh, to say it, is the system uh, really working out well for the artists. It could be working out for the organization because they get the artists, but if the artists has put up a production or two productions, rehearsed over a period of like two months, they come through, they present, yeah. and then they get that little, uh, what are you doing to their ego, to their spirit, to their craft? I, I think it actually kills, yeah. it, it kills, it, does. it kills the vibe. It kills it the really vibe. kills the vibe. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Sandra. Yes. What happened with Sandra? Uh, I'm told uh, or I hear that uh, she she was seeing all praises about uh, the government and what the government has done to the arts uh-huh. and saying that uh, the government has really done so well. With the arts? Know, with the arts. All right. Which I find... How do you feel about that? 
I think it's, 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 it's I, would, I would say it's, it's a statement that I would say it's a bit out of touch with reality and, yeah. and, 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 and somehow smacks of politicking and, uh, bootlicking, you yeah. know, I think for somebody who has benefited from galas, I think probably she's still hooked on to those galas that, uh, it's like singing for your supper, right? I think so, because <laughs> I mean, look, the most, a lot of initiative, cultural initiative, yeah. creative initiatives, they're yeah. not funded by the government. They're not supported by the government, but they're supported by foreign governments, foreign embassies, NGOs, and so forth. Isn't that sad, though? It's very sad. Because, because it's like, um, you've got the arts sector right here. Yeah. It's like someone else is raising your, your own, we are Zimbabwean artists, mm. right? Yeah. And then uh, all these initiatives are being funded by embassies and all that. Yeah. It's like someone else is raising your child. And when they raise your child, who do you think they're going to be loyal to? Exactly. <laughs> whose story, who story do you think they're going to sell more yes, and sell better? That person's story, they will tell, they'll be loyal to that person and the narrative is already uh, messed up because what we've literally done is we've mortgaged our creative sector to, uh, you know, uh, the West and, and the East as well. Yeah. We've seen, you know, uh, a couple of, Asian countries supporting also the arts yeah. and with the government doing nothing and simply coming to read speeches and you know officiated events which is pretty sad yeah. and I think for then somebody who's coming from uh, a creative sector and not just creative sector but a very talented region where which boasts of the most talented artists That's you know true. We've, we've seen a lot of amazing artists coming That's from Hawaii but uh, marginalized, but still saying that... You, 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 know, you were at the Bluayo Awards as well? Awards, yes. Yeah. Um, we actually mentioned you in our top five series. Uh, for those that don't know, the Juice has a top five series that talks lot, about man. weekly events that would have happened. And um, we did make mention that you described the awards as an experience, right? Yes. yes. You want to you wanna get into... You want to get a bit into that? Yes. Well, what did you mean by that? I think the awards are more than just an event. They're more than just, you know, people coming together and giving each other or giving themselves accolades like we've seen with other awards. Yeah. That, well, uh, I, I am awards, Joe. Uh, these are the real awards. I am awards. Yes. <laughs> yes, these are real awards where people... I remember, I remember there was a complaint that you put up a while ago where you were like, ah, my awards, awards, <laughs> awards, awards. I want these are awards. Yes, uh, and yes. it's really disconnected from the reality on the ground it's mm. it's it pretty much seems like if a, a fist bump festival so i mean the other awards you'd find it's pretty much a lot of people that are trying to uh massage their egos so they give their friends or themselves awards ah, that's so sad it's very sad but with these awards why it was an experience like look man I literally traveled to Bulawayo to be at these awards. This is how much the awards meant to me. And yes. when I got there, yes. uh, I was blown away. I was impressed because the level of organization, the level of direction and choreography, yes, they were a bit too long. That's the only thing that I feel can yeah. actually be worked on next time. Yeah. But even the number of corporates that went in to support these awards it's an indication of the kind of faith that they're having towards the Black Arts Awards and uh, you know the first time the first time the awards happened mm, I managed to year. get yeah last year I managed to get 
um, to, to check out the footage mm. and the way they did their performances. Yes. My gosh, that was amazing. Man, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> that I was, am- it was it, 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 for me, it felt like I had attended a show. Mm. Um, and here's the thing. I don't recall seeing a lot of live bands on stage, but I do remember seeing a DJ who was just yeah. mixing stuff and this year it, that, it gelled so well. This year that the the band and the it band was so like well. on point on point. And what they did with the band is that uh you know it was amazing. It was like one band playing for almost everyone. Great. Right. And they played so it was on point. They even brought back some old like yesteryear hits. And there's one boy, X Mile. Is amazing. Okay. You know, is 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 amazing, and the only sad thing that I drew from the awards is that a lot of the amazing talent that I saw being awarded, that I saw on stage performing amazing stuff, you don't hear them on radio. Really? I really. I think the only times is when I listen to Breeze FM or when I listen to uh, Sky's Metro FM. But if you listen to the other radio stations, they probably play the same artists or they don't play at all. You know, and and and, and the artists like Edith Otonga, who have been doing music for years, who have done amazing stuff, and it has taken so many years for such a an amazing bassist as well as vocalist and yep. uh, band leader to get acknowledged. So now I'm convinced because I think when these awards were announced, I was skeptical at first. I was like, is this not going to fend regionalism and 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 become more a bit ethical, ethnical? Yeah. Uh, but I think now I understand why they decided to come up with the awards, and I think it's quite noble. Uh, but my only suggestion is that they can be the Blue Arts Awards, but with the national scope, because already they're surpassing what the other awards oh, platforms yes. are doing. Yeah. I one of the the main things I liked about it was maybe the first because I was aware of the first one. Mm. The first one did not air on ZBC. They took it on themselves and they just put yes. it out on Facebook Live. Yes. That right there was so ahead. Mm-hmm. In my in my opinion, that was light years ahead of True. True. the current settings that we True. have right now. Yeah. Did, did they air on ZBC this time around? I don't think they aired on ZBC, but they I know it. that uh, a couple of live streams, there were different platforms that were live oh. streaming. Uh yeah, you know, ZBC is fast asleep. You know, they're yeah. not... Uh, I think it would They're not plugged in. They're not plugged in. They're not plugged in. It's it's sad. It's very sad because there are either events that they broadcast that might not create as much interest. The Blaze Awards were on point, man. They yeah. could actually stimulate a lot of excitement, a lot of interest for people to start appreciating the local arts. Yes. So I hope next year they broadcast yeah, well, we'll have to see about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but bringing it back uh, to what government has done for the arts sector, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you feel that they should they, they, that they should do? Well, I think the first and foremost thing that the government should do is to open up the airspace. Yeah. Uh, TVs. Yep. Man, we're watching South African TV. We're watching Telemundo now. Oh, Telemundo, yes, tiny Telemundo yeah. now. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I was laughing to myself. Talk to it, Rakane. Yeah, man. Kane. Look, we, we don't realize, like, I remember Zola Kane. Seven saying in one interview that now it's no longer armies that, you know, colonize people, it's culture. Exactly. So if we don't realize that 
what we have done now where we're literally watching South African TV stations and not having our own content. Do, not that we don't have creatives. Oh, we do have creatives. We have do, a lot of amazing. Do you, do you remember when Amer- when African movies started? Yes, yes. We all started to 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 to, to talk like yes. the Nigerians. Yes. And it was fun cuz cuz yes. you know, we, we could get it. We could yes. get it. Yes. But it's like what you're saying, armies no longer colonize people. It's, yes. It's the culture, right? It's the culture. And and if you look at it, it's after a few years you realize the impact because right now check our artists are starting to sing like Nigerian Nigerians yeah. you know there's nothing bad maybe in sampling or maybe adapting or taking one or two but yeah. when you literally copy and paste you know control control C control <laughs> E you know No Wellens Wellens Mujuru blew the whistle on that one I, yes. I saw that for myself and I was like what really yeah. this is happening Those are some of the results from a situation where we don't have our own media platforms where even the radio stations um we still have radio stations that are pretty much run by the same people and not really having new blood you remember the days when you're listening to power fm and you're yes. listening to radio three you know when Prince radio, Maruza. Yeah, man. radio <laughs> was, was, was on a saturday yeah, yes 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 it, it was <laughs> you know radio was a religion you know as yeah. soon as tv everybody would sit around watch mkadota would sit around watch paraffin yeah and radio and tv would communicate and speak to people and would shape yeah. our norms and values and would speak to our you know our conscience so if the government is to do something i think that's the first and foremost thing to do uh now we've got 16 radio stations uh-huh but um it they came too late and apparently we, we still need more independent radio stations yeah we still need more community radio stations that are in touch with what's happening in the neighborhood and speaking to the needs and the thoughts and the aspirations of the people you know i think radio is something people should be able to embrace and not fear Mm-hmm. I think fashion nigga panto nigga mega fear kama kaya kuti nakazotara is paradio yes yes but i'm happy now you know i tell you what i just came back to zim like it's almost two weeks now yeah and one thing that i should applaud i mean it's the free space yeah right you can feel it that people are now able to freely express oh yeah this, this was um, not there the last time that i left zim i was listening to capital Capital FM. Yes. Capital FM is like a is the first talk radio station that yes, we have in the yes. country. And just listening to it, you can tell that mm. people do have something to say and they are saying it. Yes. They are saying what it is that that is on their mind although we yeah. do need I, I I can actually see that we still do need mm. to create that culture of comfort when it comes to true expressing true. yourselves and Talking. I think the biggest test is just after elections. That's when we know if we yeah. really, you know, reality check, <laughs> systems check. So now it's like, you know, it's like <laughs> but everybody got Munyara and so forth. Ambia, Mkwasha, Murora. So I think after the 30th after, of July. After elections, but it's not going to be a good thing. It's not going to be a good thing. It's not going to be a good thing. What's the reality? Can we still continue to speak the way we want to speak and not get into trouble? Yeah. I, I just hope that spikes trips don't come back after elections. Spikes? Yes. I'm feeling that they might come back in a different form. Uh, but... Yeah, I think it's 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 crazy because now we have 
now a bad culture. I think we need cultural, like a rehabilitation of some sort. Yes, we do. Because what I've noticed, even in the absence of spikes, people just now behave in whatever way. They drive in whatever, willy-nilly, which I think can only be addressed through us appreciating that, look, we used to make issues about too many police officers, but now they are less. Can we just regulate ourselves and just behave? Be responsible. Be responsible. Be yeah. responsible. Yes. Yeah, that is something I guess we're going to have to <laughs> yeah, get true. used to. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, um, we're now shifting the conversation to you. Yes. Um, you've had to sacrifice and give up so much to get Jamilika started, huh? Yeah. Can true. you tell us a bit about your journey and what you had to sacrifice in order to, to make that vision come to life? Well, I think the first thing that, that I sacrificed was uh, like in 2007, I was the breadwinner and I was working for a very good organization. We were well paid yeah. and taking care of my siblings and stuff. But yeah. then when I decided, look, I want to quit work uh, and focus on Jibilika, yeah. uh, that did not just send panic, you know, signals to me but also to the entire family to say oh but look you're also having other responsibilities and why this why that yeah uh, so i had to lose my job i had to leave my job secondly i had to sell a half built built house i started building building a house wow so i needed wow. some investment to do the first jubilee cup was there was no one was going to give me money without seeing what we wanted to do and it was a first so and then there were like 10 years in the struggle, running around, hustling, not even in an office and stuff. But ultimately, I think it, it was worthwhile. I can say today that it was really worthwhile. I learned a lot of things. I made some mistakes. I got into trouble so many times. Uh, oh, you got into trouble? So many times, man. So many times. <laughs> Why? Why? Why were you getting into trouble? What were they saying you were doing? <laughs> I, I remember sometime in 2011 with you know, artists, you know, dancers coming in for our festival. Yeah. Uh, for Battle of the Year, getting deported and stuff. Yeah. And that brought in a lot of trouble, but it didn't end there. You know, uh -huh. I borrowed a lot of money to put up, you know, some events and stuff and they didn't do well. So one funny incident was when we used, I used a friend's car as collateral and apparently this friend then decided to sell his car before i had repaid the loan and now when i defaulted the <laughs> loan sharks wanted um, the car instead <laughs> and the book and they realized the car was not there so you can in, you can in, sort of imagine oh my goodness yeah. so the fraud squad section paused on me. <laughs> I've never spoken about this yet before. Yes, this is the <laughs> <laughs> I am literally dying right now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. And I was taken down to some office that I don't want to even remember. <laughs> you know. Anyway, so he so, sold he sold the car. My friend sold the car. Booker Zarnan. So Malone Shark, out of good faith, they'd seen what we're doing. They're like, okay, cool. We'll keep the book. Now, now their money is not coming. They want the money. Now they decide, okay, let's just keep the book and the car. The car is not there. <laughs> and then the guy who bought the car, 
wanted the book. You so s- he went to the club. He's like, look, I'm look. So apparently, it happened the same time. He's like, I want the book. This guy sold me a car. There's no book. I've already paid him the money. <laughs> and, and, and my friend was like, look, I'm relocating to South Africa. And I'm like, no, I mean, you don't go without us dealing with this. So it was one of those things. But you managed to get out. You managed to eventually. I'm hoping you managed yeah, to. Yeah, but it was a really big it was tough. Bruise. It was tough. Um, and there are a whole lot of things that I went through. But apparently, um, 2012, 2013, things started to change a bit. Still a lot of struggles. But now I'm happy because Jibilika is in safe hands. Yes. Right. I actually wanted to. To, to, to go to that, um, how did it feel um, passing on the torch to somebody else in Chibilika? What, 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 I mean, yeah, passing the torch on to someone else to, to run Chibilika. How did that feel? I think for me, it, 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 it's sort Why of... Why didn't you become a Mugabe and stay there for 37, you, you see, 38 this, years? That was the thing because <laughs> I, I never liked, I never liked Mugabe. I didn't like him. Yeah. And somehow, somehow, uh, I always told myself I don't want whatever, be it at an institutional level, I don't want to follow the same footsteps that he had done because I'd seen what holding on to power does, it corrupts. So for me, it was a big relief. Uh-huh. And what then happened was quite positive because yeah. uh, new blood came in, they started to run things and improve things. And I could actually say that uh, I started getting my first paycheck yeah. when I left Chibilika as a director. Wow, you that's know, amazing. Uh, before I was there and every time I was always sacrificing and I was the last person getting paid. But then now as a trustee, now as uh, an advisor and also helping out in, in different capacities, but not as the director. Yeah. Whatever work that I put into Jibilika, they have to pay me and they do pay me. Right. So uh, they literally made my trip back to Zimbabwe possible. So wow, that's amazing. These things were not possible before. I was always working also to pay for my bills and to do the stuff. Wow. But I could safely say that Jibilika now makes a bit of money, not much, but a bit of money to take care of things. It's 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 at least become uh, somewhat sustainable. Yes, yes, it has become sustainable. That is great. That that's Thanks what every person who invests in a project wants to hear. Yeah. But yo, um, I'm looking back right now at what you went through and yeah. where it's at now. This was literally like giving birth to a child. True, true. <laughs> the pains, the contractions, yes. every the scars, everything. Yes, yes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so the there's an incident that happened. Um, one of the dancers was supposed to go to Croatia. Yes. Um, you want to tell us a bit about that? What what happened? What happened there? Well, it was a very uh, sad incident because what happened is uh, this was the second time. This, this so dancer. yeah, he qualified in after winning at our festival in 2016 in Umtare, yeah. right? And he was selected. The team from Dance Star they'd come through, and then they watched our festival. They liked, they too, they selected him, yeah. Uh, and he was supposed to participate last year. And last year, we got everything in in order. He went to South Africa to get his Croatian visa and stuff. But because there are no direct flights to Croatia and they had to transit through some European or uh, some Asian countries, he needed transit visas in some instances. This is what we were told at, at the international airport. So uh-huh. apparently he missed his first flight and then when he corrected the etiquette, uh, apparently there was a mistake to his second name so he couldn't board. And then the third ticket, everything was in order. He was supposed to transit through Italy. So... 
the officials at the Arendt National Airport did not allow him to check in to his last destination. They said, look, check into South Africa. And then when you're in South Africa, you have to check in, check out, and then whatever, which was tricky because you only had one hour, 20 minutes in between these two flights in Jobek and ultimately missed this flight and then to come back home. Oh, and then shit. we sat down and I said, look, I'm going to work with the team and make sure that we do do due diligence on this particular edition. Yeah. So the guys in Croatia, they said, look, we lost money last year, but we're going to put money again this year and make sure that this boy comes through. Right. Uh, with our partners in Johannesburg and then everything was facilitated. This time around, we said, look, no more trouble with transit visas. We're going to get a visa from the Italian embassy, which uh, with the letters from the Croatian embassy and the guys in Croatia, uh, which allowed the visa from Italy would allow him to also go to Croatia yeah. and pass through Italy. Yep. Everything in order, we get to the airport. Then there was a bit of delay. He missed his first flight. Oh boy. We got into the second flight. This time around via Addis Ababa, via uh, uh, Nairobi, Kenya. Right. They allowed him to board everything set. He gets to Kenya whilst he's waiting for his transit flight. Upon trying to board, then they say, look, you we need to verify your visa. They start asking me a million questions. And ultimately, he missed his flight because... The, he was being interrogated. Yes. And but his paperwork was... His paperwork, everything, invites and stuff. And when these guys brought back the papers, his flight had already gone. So we oh, organized shit. for another flight. New ticket. This is now the third ticket. New ticket bought. I imagine you guys are spending yes. a lot of money just to try to get him. Yes, our, 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 the dance star people from Croatia and the guys from Breaking Down Borders in South Africa, they were putting in a lot of money to make this happen. Yeah. Now everything done, they verified. They said, okay, cool, wait for the next uh, flight. flight in the next uh, evening. Yeah. So he waited for another 24 hours, uh, the flight boarding time. Now the same issues come up. It's a different set of people. He explains, he has some papers now written from, it takes forever until the flight is gone. He misses his flight. They don't even book his accommodation. They don't even give him food. Uh, the guys from Croatia to buy a ticket for him to fly back because they couldn't let him fly oh, back to Zimbabwe, to fly back to Zimbabwe. So for me, it was a huge trauma because um, I didn't, bad experience missing flights before. Yeah. Our first attempt to get to Europe in 2011 with the dance group, uh, we missed our flight because we took a bus to Johannesburg because we didn't have enough money so we bought a ticket from Johannesburg to France, France back to Johannesburg. So we took a bus, we got to Johannesburg, we missed our flight by a few minutes. Yeah. We got there, checking in was closed. So that sort of brought that a reminder and I missed the flight again sometime in New York. So I really bad memories about the experience missing flight and having to spend hours at the airport. But apparently the boy is back and his spirit not dampened. He's still positive and hopeful that next year he's going to make it. Uh, we're going to see what we can do to make sure that we avert the problems that we encounter. Was this a race issue? I think so. I strongly think so. You know, because look. So is he being penalized for being black? I and, think so. He's a young black and, boy. And there's with, this whole talk of immigration, immigration, immigration with Europe. And apparently, they to this, this were people from KLM, the airline, not even immigration, not even the, the, the Kenyan immigration. But these are locals that are subcontracted by KLM, uh, Royal Dutch Airline. Uh, airline to, people. Airline people. No, he was not 
It's not immigration that was giving him trouble. It's airline people that were giving him trouble. Yes. What? So then What's I. What's the name of this airline? Let's K- put it on blast. K- KLM. KLM. Uh, yes, KLM. 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 Kill him. Kill him. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're bad guys. So I remember last year when I was. After the hip hop summit, I'm going back to, to Germany. And I'm picked from, from a queue, you know, in Addis Ababa. And they asked me for my papers. They take pictures of my visa and stuff. And I said to them, but why is it like you just picked me? There are a lot of other people and people of lighter skin race and yeah. they're not being interrogated. And I realized that subconsciously they're thinking these blacks, they want to go, these Africans, they want to go and yeah, stay in Europe. Exactly. And they don't have papers, they don't have valid papers. And why let somebody board from Zimbabwe first to interrogate him in, in, you know, in, in transit? Yeah, it was crazy. But uh, we, we're still not yet free. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Um, we're going to get back to that. Mm. But um, I'm keen to know, you mentioned the Zim Hip Hop Summit. Yes. So you guys had the summit. Um, there were some big names there. I remember Slicker came through. Yes. Um, did you did you guys get the desired effect after the summit? The, the kind of, yeah, did it have that kind of effect that you guys were expecting? Yes. Right. Yes. You want to bring that down a bit? I think uh, we stimulated the conversation. There right. was a conversation that started that did not just end as a conversation, but uh, the participants to the summit, they benefited something out of it. Yeah. We've been getting feedback from different people. There was a couple of artists that connected that had never worked, they had never been in the same space, but also getting in some uh, advice and word from uh, people that have managed to successfully create a business or an enterprise and even yeah. do their music successfully like Slicker yeah. uh, and the guys from Brazil, the guys from Norway and the guys from the US yeah. and the UK. So I think we, we, we might not be able to really measure all the results now, but I think after our second edition, we can sit back and say, look, did oh. we make some progress? Oh, so I, there's going to be another, definitely another Zimbabwe we, Pop Summit coming through. We're doing through. it uh, this year. All right. 29th of September All right. partnership with Shoko Festival so it's still and happening then, and then there's the Zim Dancehall Summit coming through yeah man when is that happening it's happening on the 28th of June oh, okay um, yes. you want to walk me through yeah so what what, what made you want to get that conversation going yes so you know like I love hip hop but my blood I think Dance or runs in my yeah, blood. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> you, you, you understand it. I understand to the I, core. I, I overstand it. <laughs> yes. Well, I I do <laughs> yeah, so I, I grew up pretty much raised on, on dance or yeah. uh, understanding, loving the dance or culture. And yeah. uh, then. Yeah, man, yeah, <laughs> Bring the tune again. <laughs> At some point, I thought I was going to be a dancer MC. I always wow. thought I was going to have like a sound system if, of if, my own. If, if you're going to be a dancer MC, what do you think your name would have been? Actually, my name in high school, in secondary high school, was MC Plot. MC Plot. Yeah, man. Hey. Yeah, man. So <laughs> I had that because I thought, like, you know, I'm going to be like a master of cinema. I'm going to yes. be like an MC. Yeah, I'm going to be. But I was too slow when it comes to talking. I was too slow in. Really well, when he came to, 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 to the re- stuff. Ah, yeah, but, okay, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
after the hip hop summit, yeah. definitely there was a lot of guys from the dance hall, my friends, my colleagues from UK, from Zim and stuff, saying, "Look, man, you guys have done well with Zim hip hop, but why don't we also have something dance wise?" And then through conversations, we realized, like, man, let's put up another summit focused on dance. So dance is no longer just music, but it's a culture in Zim. Yeah. And uh, after some years, if something is not done, this culture is going to be dead. And right now, Zim dance is slowed down. It's not dead, it is slowed down. It's no longer... It's got a weak pulse. Yes. But there are a lot of factors contributing to that. And I think this is the reason why we need to sit down and discuss and converge and see how we can create... Save it structures not really save it it's still yep. alive man it's still alive look at all the posters the major posters it's just to see killer t's to see sekalas yeah to see winky d these are yep. all dancehall artists yeah and even japraza used to sing dancehall so all right uh, i think dance was still alive all right yeah. all right all right now that's good we're actually look, i'm actually looking forward to that and thanks man just to see what what kind of new conversations you guys are going to have mm. around some dance i think for a youth genre yeah. um yo know, I, I i think zim dancehall is somewhat a bit more exportable yeah than zim hip hop although some cats might beat me up for saying this i'm sorry I, guys, I think, but that's think, just how i feel <laughs> i think it's both they're possible but i think we just need to find ourselves all right yeah once we and find tell ourselves, our own stories yes tell our narrative man we've been i think and that's the magic with zim dancehall mm-hmm. zim dancehall captured those stories from the streets from everyone yes. there who was who was struggling at that time yes. or just you know dealing with yeah. their lives yes. Yes. and putting it on wax yes. which is something that I feel sometimes that Zim Hip Hop at some point neglected I, I think it's, the, the, it's 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 quite interesting because there is a lot of like uh, very conscious positive hip hop that is in oh, touch yeah. with reality but I think it also has to do with um hunger yeah you know like dance or guys i was a chill spot just like two hours ago man the guys are hungry mm-hmm. they're hungry they, they, they even before they blow up they want to achieve but with the hip-hop before they blow up they already see themselves as stars <laughs> so this <these laughs> my legs i want to attend my legs they 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 easily content but the zim dance or guys man they're hungry they 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 go hunting yeah. they they don't care they they pay five dollars to record their song and they push it until it becomes a hit until it pays them their first buys them their first mercedes bands right yeah right yo man i'm I'm just looking forward to seeing thanks man what's gonna happen so lately i've been seeing you with skateboards yeah um i've been seeing you know even in the office there the little uh, reflective tapes yeah, yeah. here and I, I saw some skateboards skateboards in a bag there yeah. can you tell me a bit about what the story is with plot mark or in the skateboards what's going on well the story you know my timeline I've been seeing some pictures yeah. of you and skateboards yeah you know with the skateboards it's, it's an idea that you know I had a couple of years ago but I'm, I didn't know if there are any skaters in Zim until a group of young skaters then approached me and said look man we like what you guys are doing with that. I'm teaming up with uh, three young skaters uh, to start a project called Skate Zimbabwe. 
where we hoping to train and give skating skills to youngsters. I think skating is a cool sport. It's also cool for recreation. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, something that can even help in terms of giving young people uh, some escape of some sort. So... In some in some countries, um, there are people who skate professionally, right? Yes, yes. Uh, Tony, I believe Tony Hawk is one of the most successful skaters, at least that I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Hawk has got a game; he's got um, endorsements. So, but he's old now; he's a Bali now. <laughs> but he's been skating. Um, so, don't you think? Um, you guys are going to need like a skating skating ring to, to, to do that that's uh, our goal like our two year plan is to build a skate park oh a skate park yeah like right. it'll be first of its kind in Zim uh, so we're still working on that but now we say look let's uh, start small start small yeah so we're going to use long chain plaza we're going to use some space at the railways uh, right. I just bought brought a few skateboards and I'm that, hoping that is great. Thanks a lot. I'm hoping that um, in three months' time we get more skateboards as we get more people uh, responding. So we hope people are going to respond positively. Skating for me was big, uh, really big in the 90s. Don't you fear that uh, with the way kids nowadays are so attached to the internet and their pads and all that, uh, don't you fear that maybe you might not have an audience that would want to connect with this new activity that you guys are bringing in? I, I is think, this a concern that you have? No, not really, because you'd find uh, we, we're actually trying to see how best we can create offline activities because youngsters are now spending much time online. Online, yeah. With my pigs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my legs. Yeah. So they still need for activity that does not require you to be on a computer, and this is pretty much what we're trying to do. I mean, it has happened with dance, so I don't see any reason why it cannot happen. Personally, I think um, having a skate rink, a skate, mm. a skate park, yes, yeah, a skate yes. park here, yeah. I think that would be so awesome. Thanks Even in terms lot. of aesthetics, yes, yes. Um, in the region, I don't think, all right, I don't think there is any skate park Maybe in South Africa, In right? South Africa, they have a couple of skate parks. In Botswana, they have one. Oh, okay. Um, in Zambia, I'm told there's a bit of skating activity. But here in Harare, we used to have a skate park, but it was privately owned. All right. Uh, no, actually, Blawai, they had some, some skate Something ring, going but on. it was privately owned. Yeah. At Celebration Church, they had a skate, skate park. Okay. Uh, so, you see, it's not really something new. Some right. that has already been existing and if you see the level of uh, skill that the young guys that I'm working with have, you'll be shocked because they skate so proper, they can do stunts. Wow. And I'm like, it means that there's there was just an opportunity and a platform lacking, but the skill was already there. All right. Yes. You know, when, when things get up and running, mm-hmm. I definitely would love to uh, capture some footage from that. Okay, cool, yeah. man. That'll yeah. be such a dope, dope thing to just capture. Okay, I'll yeah. keep you posted. Yes. yes, yes. Remember that Joe's was there first. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So now you you stay in Germany. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um. Now, here's what I find so surprising about you. Even when you came back, uh, I think 
we saw you the very first day you came back, right? Yes, yes. I was sitting there with the home of your mind. I was sitting there with the home of your mind. I was sitting there with the home of your mind. I was sitting there with the home of your mind. I was sitting ちょっと見てかかんてて、ワンアンドロイドのジェメニーがなくちゃんどあのごんごんながなまぼどれもウェットなかなおながなかなちぶどるばウェちちしろはみんにねあいしあいしあいしあいしあいしあいしあいしあ
That's great. Yes. All right. So plot, we're coming to our next segment. It's called the soundbite segment. And let me do this right here. And I said to the anger of my audience at one time, and I was rather uncharitable, that the problem with Africa is that those who have ideas have no power and those with power have no ideas. <laughs> and, 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 and that in many ways still informs. So we have all, the, you have all these ideas on how we can green Africa. I listen to you and I can see you are bubbling with ideas, but you don't have the power. And the fellow with power has completely no idea. And yet somehow, and this I think is your problem, when a choice, when the, the electorate is given the choice between you with ideas and the one without ideas, the African's affinity for people without ideas is amazing. All right, plots. That was Professor Lumumba talking about ideas you strike me as a young man with a lot of ideas <laughs> you have a lot of ideas so please give me your two cents on this soundbite and i'd like to make this a disclaimer this is not a political thing this is purely us having a discussion on ideas <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, I, I totally agree and concur with what Professor Lumumba has just said because, look, there are a lot of youngsters, there are a lot of young people and even old people that have ideas, but apparently they are not having the power, uh, be it financial power or political power or economic power or social power to really affect these ideas. But I think if you get that idea moving that can give you power for right. me i grew up not knowing anything anyone with power like family wise like i was not related to any politician i was not related to anyone who was influential be it business whatever yeah uh and today what i could say gives me a voice is the ideas that i have right without the ideas that i have tell you what i grew up very shy not able to speak much and uh, and, and and not having much voice, not being able to, not even communicating to more people beyond my friends and my circle of family. Yeah. But now, because of the ideas that I have, even like with this interview, pretty much it was around ideas. Yeah. Ideas that are running, ideas that are not yet running, ideas that are coming and so forth. So I think an idea can give you power. That's yeah. the only uh, difference that I can have with what uh, Lumumba has just said. To say, look, yes, People with ideas can have power. Uh, uh, people with power can have no ideas, but ultimately the person with the idea can he have... Wins. He wins. Because <laughs> the he has the idea, idea, they can have the power, they can have the influence because of their idea. Einstein like, had an idea, and today we know Einstein because of this idea. So basically everyone else, Martin Luther King, you know, it was all an idea to see black and white people living equally and so forth. So I think ideas can give you power. It's like what Thomas Sankara said, you can kill the person, but you can okay, never okay. kill the idea. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. All right, fam. Thanks, so we're man. coming to our last segment and it's called Celebrity Story. Mm -hmm. So this is how it works. You give me, um, you share, really, rather, a, a story or an experience. It could be funny, it could be sad that you had with either a local celebrity or a big-time celebrity from maybe from the States or 
England do England ooh. <laughs> 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 we see in Africa yeah just you know just pick one celebrity and tell us what happened well it was uh, a comedian oh okay yeah uh, Dave Chappelle you met Dave Chappelle yeah I met Dave Chappelle Get out of here. I'm <laughs> so, I Yo, met Dave Chappelle. Before you start, yeah, man. I am a huge, <laughs> huge Dave Chappelle fan. And For I real. would love to meet him someday. Yo, Dave Chappelle. Yo, we got to do this sometime. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So, this is what happens. Uh, I did a documentary on Zimdanso with uh, an American filmmaker. Yeah. And so, I traveled to you to, to, to California. Yeah. Uh the Bay Area, I think if you, yeah, you know, Tupac or Singapore is neighborhood a lot. So I went to the Bay Area. I went to Oakland. Yeah. Whilst there, I was staying with a friend who's a DJ and a filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, and we we're working on this project, finalizing it. Right. One of his friends was Tupac's DJ. Oh. Right. Yes. Wow. So okay. <laughs> this guy is now part of Dave Chappelle's team. He's literally like. They aid to Dave Chappelle. They do. He's also part of his Dave Chappelle's set. Right. So he pops in. He says, "Guys, we've got a gig in San Francisco uh, two days to come. So if you guys want to take along, you can come through. It's Dave Chappelle. He has a show, and I'm part of his set. Yeah. And now, now I'm curious. When you heard Dave Chappelle, you'll be surprised because I didn't know Dave Chappelle. Ah! <laughs> but, but when I saw the first, I reckon I'll tell you. I didn't even know it was it. <laughs> okay. Okay, continue. I didn't know who Dave Chappelle was. <laughs> and then they showed me a picture, and then I recognized the guy. I was like, I know this guy, but yeah. I don't know his name. I'm like, you know, I was a Chris Rock fan, I was whatever, but I was never really yeah, yeah. you know You weren't really plugged into that. I wasn't really yeah, plugged yeah, into yeah, yeah. that, you know. So uh, when they we helped out with the set, it was me, Yuan G, my boy, and uh, the, 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 the the DJ soundman. And then we set up, we did everything. The show went on. Apparently, I was tired. I don't know. I mean, I just traveled a lot, and I was super tired. Yeah. So I sat in there. Yeah. And uh, the show was going on. I was very close, like very close as I am to where Dave Chappelle was. Yeah. Uh, the show went on, went on, went on. And midway, I was wearing a head like a, uh, one of these... Uh, flat base cap. Not flat base cap. It was uh, a beanie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and apparently I just put it down a bit. And uh, and then I was dozing. Not that it was not interesting. It was very interesting, but I was too tired. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah. For some reason, I, f- I almost fell asleep. Yeah. So this... Dave Chappelle noticed that there's somebody in the audience who's sleeping, man. And he flipped up. He's like, yo, man, are you sleeping in my show? And everybody looked at me, man. I was like, no, I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. And then he picked the accent. He said, no, this accent is not even American. <laughs> what, they gave you a mic? No. Oh, okay. But right. he was very close. He just, oh, he was close. Yeah. All right. All right. And then right. he said to me, what's your name? Then he pointed his mic and I was like, plot, plot, who? And I said, Marco, where are you from? He says, Mabu, oh, I see. The reason why you're sleeping. Mugabe. <laughs> 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 oh, no. <laughs> so, 
you, 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 you take it in from your president. You know, he slips a lot. Hello, guys. How many know Mugabe? And the joke turned to Mugabe. Man, he created, he literally developed a joke impromptu from that incident. Just from that incident. So afterwards, and and everybody laughed. That made me relax a bit. But then I was just scared, you know, to even talk about like, oh, he made a joke about Mugabe. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that yeah. happened, and then afterwards we got a time to hang out. We spent like what two hours. Yeah. Uh, after like the whole event, it was just a few people in the VIP section with yeah. him. We spoke a bit. He showed his interest about Zimbabwe. He had a bit of knowledge about Zimbabwe. Interestingly, really? yeah. And he says, "Yeah, hope one day I'll be able to tour and travel to Zim." Yeah. And yeah, then we had a conversation afterwards with Comrade Fats, so trying to see how that could happen. But I think. Um, yeah, it's still a possibility. I hope one day it happens. All right. So that was the funniest thing that I do for wow. celebrity. This and is so. When dumb. I posted now the picture to say, "Yo, I was with this comedian." Within the first two hours, the post had more than 200 reactions. Yes. And I said, "Oh, so this guy is really popular." Because man. it's Dave <laughs> <Bell>. <laughs> Yeah. So Bell afterwards, show. I went to watch some of these shows on Netflix and Dave stuff. Dave yeah. hilarious. You said he knew some things about Zimbabwe. What, what did he know about Zimbabwe? Well, he knew about the currency that we once had uh, run away inflation, and you know, you know all these zeros that we kept on oh, chopping. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, you he know also knew that? the capital city Arad. You know, he spoke a bit. You know, I think he had been to South Africa a couple of times, but yeah. he knew he was not a stranger to Zimbabwe. But the so first cool. thing that he knew about Zimbabwe was obviously our great. Yeah, yeah. Know, everyone. Yeah. He's he's very well known. He's very well known, <laughs> and it makes me sad at times. I'm happy that he's no longer in power, but at times I'm traveling. The questions that used to pop up every time I traveled. Oh, you're from Zimbabwe. Yeah. Mugabe. And, <laughs> and, and he branded us. He branded us. But yeah. now I move around. They're like, oh, you're from Zimbabwe. Oh, where is Zimbabwe? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he made us famous when you were there. He made us famous. He made us famous. <laughs> and now it's different. <laughs> now it's different. You know, the new guys have to pick up the momentum. Yeah. yeah. All right. I just hope they pick it up in the right way. Yeah. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to my two cents. Thank you so much, Plot, for coming through. Thanks a lot, man. Yo, it was, it was, it was hectic putting this together yeah, <laughs> because I... we had to balance schedules. But Thanks. I'm really glad that you managed to come through. Thanks a lot. Be sure to follow us uh, on all social media platforms. Be sure to follow the Juice T H E D J E U C E on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all of that. Um, be sure to. Uh, follow uh, plot plot. What what are your what are your handles? Uh, plot Marco on Facebook. Yeah, and plot Marco on Twitter. Plot right. Marco on Instagram. Everything is plot, plot Marco. Marco. And also follow ear to the ground. Yeah, also ground. follow um, Zimbabwe Pop Summit. Zimbabwe Pop Summit. Zimbabwe Summit. Summit. Jibiliga. Jibiliga. Yes. yes. Get yes. on all of that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get on all of that. And yo, this is. Right, we're we're actually recording right now. I'm on, I'm on, I think I'm on Instagram Live. I don't know what I'm on. <laughs> Yo, you guys really have to listen to this one because it was fire. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Yo, I really enjoyed uh, having you come over. And now, Capital Two Six Free.